represent three singers she got few athletes on speed down i'm trying to get the case dismissed before i see trial and these coding hills ain't got nothing to do with my little child no this coding ain't got nothing to do with my little child i used to sell dope at my grandma house as a rude child all these cameras all fucking with my mood wow and each chain clanking back and forth they too loud ain't no damn where this wasn't promised i know damn where this must be coming Every pack my jealous at the condo. Technically, I never packed up a knee. Left eight of racks in the dresser. You got it. And I got this bad team at disposal. We back. I cooked it up and then I went global. My baby mama pushed the range roll. Had to make sure I got it fully loaded. Can't be the one and then you get exposed. If you the one, it's gonna let me know. But at the same time, I like the vibe of one. I'm paranoid, I got a ride with one Milestone episode Had to send this one freak on the last flight Yeah Had to send this one freak on the last flight Won't get a response from me, ain't no confession Before I tell a lie, I won't tell you nothing You know what I mean? Anytime I got you, girl, you my possession even if I hit you once, you part of my collection. Even if I hit you once, you part of my collection. Even if I hit you once, you part of my collection. Standing on black socks, meet me at Episode 30, milestone episode of the You Got It Collection. And we here, man. Let me another milestone. Um, right now we, you know, we getting closer to, to that 50. You know, I said, once we get to 20, then, then those milestones are going to start coming very quickly. Now we at episode 30, soon 40, 50, next thing you know, we'll be at a hundred and, and, you know, we're just going to keep building. That's all. Just keep building, keep stacking. But yeah, man, you got it. Episode 30, milestone episode. It's up. And you know, I, I and I and I realized something too, man, when I was when I was kinda um just seeing what was going on, you know what I mean, uh this week, you know, in regards to, you know, what's going on in the media, sports world, entertainment world. And um, shout out to Stephen A, man. Shout out to Stephen A. Just dropped a book, Straight Shooter. Um, just recently went on to New York Times bestselling list. And I was listening to him on 
Uh, what was it? Oh man, this is gonna this is gonna upset me right now because I can't remember what platform he was on, and I want to shout the platform out. Um, maybe million dollars worth of game. I think with Gillian Wallow, I believe, where he said that he records uh, his No Mercy podcast three three times a week, three episodes a week. On top of first take, NBA countdown, Sports Center, the get up. Uh, listen, man. One one thing about Stephen now, and and you know what? To me, I think he's the the king of sports media. That's just that's just me personally. I know you know everybody has their different opinions um, about who they like, uh, but. And people had their opinions about Stephen A. as well, just in regards to, you know, what he says and, you know, his opinions and his takes. And I think people confuse his takes and opinions for the actual person that he is. So, and and I think people need to try to separate the two, which is, you know, which I think needs to be done more. But I think some people take his opinions and takes and they try to relate it to the person that he is, and they're two different things, okay? Two different things. But one thing about Stephen A, though, is that he is, you ain't going to outwork him. That's just the bottom line. You're not going to outwork him. And and that's when I realized, I said, hold up, man, I got to step my pod game up, man. You know what I mean? S.A. dropping three pod episodes a week. Yeah, man, I got to, I got to, I got to start get, I, I got to get on my stuff, man. I got to get on my stuff. Um, shout out to Stephen A. Straight shooter. I'm gonna get the book sooner than later. I can't wait to read it. But yeah, man, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start getting more episodes. And and you know what? I said something last episode where I wanted to um go visual moving forward. And I did look up some information on getting me a, tri- I guess it's a tripod or I guess that's what the, what the, uh, the media folks use. So hopefully that'll be here in the next, you know, before I record the next episode and then we'll, we'll, we'll switch over to YouTube. Um, we'll still drop on this platform as well, but I do want to add some visual, um, I do want to add some visual, so that's that's the next step. And at, at this episode at Milestone Thirty, that's where we going, man. That's where we going. So, but uh, yeah, man, let's let's kind of get into it, man. We got a lot to get into, man. And I just finished watching the Lakers versus Celtics. I didn't want to start with NBA, but I ain't got no choice. I got to. I got to start with NBA after what I just witnessed. Okay, prime time ABC. Two big games tonight, Nets versus Knicks, Lakers versus Celtics. Um, we'll get into the Lakers versus Celtics game first. Um, hard-fought game, two of the you know top franchises in NBA history. Um, most would say are one and two, you know, uh, franchises um, in NBA history. Uh, most championships. Um, between the two, they're definitely up there. But, uh, you know, great game. 
that ended up being decided by the refs. And one thing for sure, two things for certain, we do not, as fans, as, you know, media personalities, um, people that just love the NBA, we do not watch the games for the refs. Now, don't get me wrong, the refs are important. You know what I mean? They They are important pieces of the game. But they are definitely not the most important pieces. And after what I just witnessed... With the non-call with LeBron James, it it just takes away from just a great game that's being played. It just takes away from the, the just the prestige of the game. So now a game that was a hard-fought battle between two good teams, um, you know, as a, for a regular season game, it felt like a playoff game. For that game to be decided by refs. It just, it's, it's just, it's, it's saddening. That's all. It's just saddening. Um, LeBron James, best player in the league, year, what is it, year twenty, I believe, thirty seven, thirty eight years old, still playing at an elite status, all star starter, again for I don't know how many years in a row. Has the ball. With the game tied, drives to the basket for a clear left-hand layup. He's going to make the layup. He's he's at the rim. He's basically, he's right there. He's going to make the layup. It's obvious. And Jason Tatum clearly fouls him, hits his forearm, and the ref is standing right there on the baseline, literally looking at the call, looking at the play, and makes no call. I've never seen LeBron react like this. I haven't. And it was it mean it was definitely it was disheartening. It was disheartening. Because he knew he got fouled. Everybody in the arena knew he got fouled. And for him to get a no call right there is just ridiculous. The free throw discrepancy in the game was ridiculous. The Celtics went to the line almost 40 times that game, in this game. The Lakers went to the line maybe 20, maybe a little bit over 20, 21, 22 times. In a game, that's decided by one or two points. So there is a no call. The game goes into overtime. Of course, the Lakers lose because naturally they're defeated just by this is the third or fourth game in a row that they have lost due to the refs. Missing calls at the end of the game. And then what happens is the next day, the NBA two-minute report comes out. And they admit that they missed the call. And and I guess my, my whole thing is that once you do that and admit that you missed the call, the game is over. I mean, there's nothing you can do about it. There are no replays. There are no redos. And it reminds me of the scene from... The wire when Avon Barksdale and, and Prop Joe was was um playing a you know a basketball game um between East Side, West Side, Baltimore, and, and you know, they had a bet going on and whatnot, what forth. And and the game is decided by a non call and Avon gets in the ref's face and asks the ref to stand up for herself and make the call, and the ref says to him, well, do you want you want me to do it over? And Avon screams at him and says, 
there were no do overs. That's not how this works. This is sports. That's not how this works. And I feel like the two minute report is like a an attempt at a do over, but that's not how it works. Like you, like nothing happens with that. <clears throat> and it, you know, it was just, it was just a very upsetting, you know, thing. And and I've stated before that the Lakers are the worst officiated team in the NBA. It's not even close. And LeBron is the worst officiated superstar in the league. He goes to the line less than Luka, MB, Jokic, um, Giannis, all players that attack the basket just as much as he does. And he shoots the least amount of free throws, but yet still averages just as many points as these other players. So it just goes to show you, you know, what he does on the basketball court all while not getting calls. So I just kind of wanted to start with that. Um, Shout out to the Lakers. Um, Tough loss. Uh, Definitely, you know, Definitely was not okay the way it ended, and 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 then a report came out from Dave McMenon Men I can't remember can't pronounce his last name, um, where he spoke to the NBA and they admitted that they missed the call, and it's like they didn't even wait for the two two minute report to come out tomorrow, they admitted that they were wrong tonight. That's how bad this call was, and it's like with the replay, you know, you get challenges, you use them, you lose them. Um, if you you know, and that's just how it works. I mean, if you win them, you get to keep one. If you lose, you use one a challenge and you lose it. You don't get you don't get any more. But at the end of the game, calls of that magnitude, there should be replay for. I mean, do you have to make sure you get get it right? You have to make sure you get it right. Um. You know, because what happens once we get to the playoffs? I mean, it it shouldn't. T- I mean, of course now, don't get me wrong. You shouldn't be replaying everything, but calls like that of that magnitude in this type of game, there should be a replay. There should be a replay time limit. I don't know if you want to make it two minutes, three minutes, that allows the officials to look at every angle. Um, but for the most part, I mean, you kind of can see it. Once you look at it and just look at all the angles, it shouldn't take you no more than two or three minutes. Um, and, and I think that, you know, just doing that two or three minutes just to get it right, I don't care. At the at the max five minutes, four or five minutes, just to get it right, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that it it helps the, the, the game out. Um, it keeps the, the game, the integrity of the game um, at its highest form. And it's something that I think the NBA is going to have to look at. Uh, I know they don't want to make changes mid in the middle of the season in regards to that. So it's something that probably will not get looked at until next year. Um, if they were to look at it this year, the All-Star game is coming up. And it might be a good time, to, you know, to kind of revisit. Revisit, that, the, you know, that whole scenario. Um, if not, though, but yeah, something, something definitely going to have to change, man. But uh, let's transition to to the All-Star game. And All-Star game is coming up uh, in a week or so. 
I just found out it's in Utah, which is crazy. Cause ain't nobody going to Utah. Ain't, I mean, well, no, people going, but Utah. I hope you know. I hope they have the infrastructure and they're ready for the influx of people that are about to come for the All Star game. I'm sure this is not the first All Star game in Utah, but still, it's a little different now. Um, there will be a lot of people there, and it's gonna be kind of crazy. So, All Star starters. LeBron, I'll start starters out the West. LeBron, Zion, Luka, Jokic, and Steph. I mean, all no-brainers. Um, no problem with, with any of those picks at all. I'm still waiting for the reserves to come out. Only thing I would say is that I would have liked to, to have seen uh, SGA as a starter. Man, I think he's earned the right to be a starter. I think he's playing quality basketball at a high level. The Thunder are winning games. And who would I have started him for? Probably Zion, I guess. I think if you take Zion at the lineup and put SGA in, you still have two guards, two bigs, and a small forward. And Zion missed, I think, maybe 20, 21 games. Um... Of course, you know, it's definitely uh, you want excitement in the game, so I can see why Zion's starting. But I think SGA, I think he's earned the right to start, man. I think, and SGA has a game. He has a type of game where he has moves where you can kind of get the crowd involved with his game. You get oohs and ahs while he's playing. So I would I would have liked to have seen him get a starting spot. Uh, for the East, also starters, Kyrie. I'm glad that he got a starting spot. Giannis, KD, uh, Donovan Mitchell, well-deserved by Donovan Mitchell. It was tough for him to you know, get a spot, a starting spot in the West. He came to the East, and he got one. Well-deserved. And Jason Tatum, of course, well-deserved. He's definitely you know, up there for MVP right now. Tatum is definitely, he's been balling. Um, he's special. I called it when he was coming out of Duke that he was going to be special. Uh, in regards to especially, you know, when I say special, I mean offensively talented. His offensive game is special. Um, KD's hurt, so I'm sure he won't probably won't play. Um, I would have liked to see Embiid starting, but who do you take out of that lineup if you put Embiid in the lineup? And Embiid being the leading scorer in the league, he should be starting in the All Star game. The 76ers are top five team in, in the East. There's no reason for Joel Embiid not to be starting. Um, so, you know, I get. I mean, if I was going to take anybody out the lineup, unfortunately, it would have been Donovan Mitchell. I would have started Kyrie, Giannis, KD, Embiid, and Tatum, and that just would have been that. Uh, but I just don't see how you can leave Embiid out of the All Star starters. Um, for the East. Reserves that I'd like to see. I'd like to see Bam Adebayo. I'd like to see Halliburton, um, you know, as a reserve. Not starters. Don't feel the same way I felt about with SDA on the West. Um, but I'd like to see Bam and, and Halliburton in the All-Star game. So we'll see. I'd like to see Bancaro in the All-Star game. I'm not sure any, if he's averaging enough points, but um, I'm pretty sure Bancaro will be an All-Star next year, for sure. So... 
But yeah, man, I just I just had to touch on the NBA, man. The Nets have been playing some good basketball lately. Um, you know, the 76ers, they've been playing good ball lately. Golden State, um, they are having some difficulties. They're almost a 500 team because they cannot win games uh, on the road. But at home, they're, you know, they do a good job at home. Memphis is on a five-game slide right now. Not sure what's going on with them. Ever since, you know, the whole thing that happened with, you know, Memphis and Shannon Sharp and Dylan Brooks and at the Lakers game, Memphis has not won a game since. That's what you get for disrespecting your elders. <laughs> That's what you get for disrespecting your elders, man. But, uh, yeah, man, it's been, I mean, NBA, man, it's it's starting to heat up. It's starting to heat up. You know, once you get the All-Star game, you know, it, it, it each game gets more intense. Each game gets more intense, man. So, uh, and, and you know what? You know who's been playing some very good ball as of late, who I'd like to give a round of applause to. Um, shout out to Kyrie Irving, man. Shout out to Kyrie Irving. Yeah, let me give Kyrie a round of applause, man. We'll make it clap. Yeah, Kyrie has been, ever since KD's went down with injury, Kyrie has been special. Okay? He's leading the NBA in fourth quarter points, which, of course, you know is clutch time. And he he's, you know, he's leading the Nets right now. He's, you know, there hasn't been a drop-off with Brooklyn's record. As of right now, it started out a little rough. I think they lost the first two or three games when KD went out. But since then, they've they've you know they've gotten some quality wins. They had a good win tonight against the Knicks, um, a Knicks team that had just went into Boston and won a game. So they were probably you know feeling pretty good about themselves. And for them to go across town and lose to Brooklyn, that's a big win by Brooklyn. You know, especially without KD. So shout out to uh, Kyrie, man. He's been stepping up and doing what he needs to do. Um. And leading, which some people didn't think that he could do. Um, but, I mean, you know, he's proven that he can do it. He has proven that he can lead the team, man. And it's it's good to see. I'm happy for him ever since he's come back from suspension. Brooklyn has has had a winning record. And they've been, you know, they've been playing good basketball. Um. Let me get into this no-no because, once again, time is flying. I want to get my NFL picks out the way um, before we touch into, you know, something, something else. But um, I might do my I might do my NFL at the end because we're down to the Final Four, so I might do my NFL at the end. But uh, we got to get into this no-no of the week, man. And this no-no, I mean, this no-no is it might have been overdue because there have been other things that this person has been able to get the no-no for. But... I've seen enough, man. He got to get this. This no-no is going to Kanye West. This no-no is going to Kanye West, man. And not for reasons that everybody else thinks. Of course, you could have gave it to him for, you know, what happened with Adidas and, you know, everything else that he's done um, in the media. And, and I mean, there's, there's been a lot of things that, you know, but I, but I always still rode with Kanye. I still was riding with Kanye. I did not want to give him the no-no. But now he is getting my no-no. 
And the reason why he is getting my no-no is that Kanye has secretly gotten married to um, Bianca, somebody I don't remember the last name is right now, and I don't feel like looking, um, who was, you know, his creative designer uh, for Yeezy. And listen, I'm happy that he got married. Okay, the no no is not for him getting married. I'm happy that he got married. I'm happy that he's you know he's he's you know he's happy, family happy. Um, at least appears that he's family happy. But the no no is for the fact that I seen the girl, and come on, bruh, you gonna go from Kim K to this, to her? Nothing against her, okay, but you don't go from Kim Kardashian to this girl. You just don't. You just don't, man. I mean, I don't... I mean, Kim K, listen. Kim K has been looking good lately. Once, I mean, she, she, listen. Dark hair, Kim K. Kim Kardashian. Curly hair. Um, black brown hair, Kim Kardashian. Is literally probably top two or three in the world. Okay. And now that she's got rid rid of the you know the fake butt and and the, I mean I'm I'm assuming that she had a BBL, I'm assuming that she you know had a you know, her breast in enlarged, but now that she's gotten back to her regular body, she looks amazing. Like natural body, Kim Kardashian, is out of this world. Okay. Um. I didn't like her when she had the blonde hair or the silver hair, whatever whatever color hair that was. She looked hideous with that. She looked hideous. But now that she's went back to her natural color, oh, man, she looks amazing. So I see Kanye, and I see he's getting married, and I see the pictures with this girl, Bianca, and I am disturbed, man, because she is not attractive at all. Now, I mean, of course, listen. People that get married, it's not always about looks. It's always, you know, there's, there's looks are definitely not the top thing that you go for in regards to choosing a partner. Um, that's definitely a lot of other factors that go before looks, personality, smarts, chemistry, um, integrity, you know, trustworthiness. I mean, there are a lot of things that go before looks while choosing a partner, Okay. So I'm not saying that Kanye should not have chose this woman, but come on, man. I mean, she must. I mean, no, nah, man. I, I, I'm no. Nah. I, I can't. I can't. I'm not rolling. I'm not rolling, man. And I'm not trying to be superficial at all. I'm not being superficial, but I'm not rolling, man. Come on, Kanye. I expected better, man. I expected better. Now maybe this girl might look different. Maybe the pictures I've seen. Just didn't do her any justice, and I'm hoping that that's probably the case. But from what I've seen, no, I'm not rolling, Kanye. I'm not rolling, man. And just for that reason, man, you getting a no-no of the week, man. You're going from Kim Kardashian to this girl, man. And and, and that's something I just can't go for, man. And that, that no-no is for you, Kanye. Okay? That no-no is for you. So 
So let's go ahead and get on to the next topic. We ain't going to go straight into the NFL, man. We're going to get on to some other things real fast, man. But keeping it, kind of keeping it on the relationship vibe, um, there's a lot going on out here, man. You know, with, with, with relationships. We see Nia Long out here with Omarion, with Terrence J. Um, not saying she's dating either one of them, but, you know, she's been seen with them. Um, you got Kanye with the with the new woman, Pete Davidson, out here all over the place doing whatever he wants to do with whomever he wants to do it with. Um, Krishan and Blueface, who I like, but I don't like. I don't know how to explain it, man. I like Krishan and Blueface, but I don't like Krishan and Blueface. And, and I think about Krishan as a partner and... I don't like her, man. I don't I don't I don't know, man. She she kind of rubs me the wrong way. And I and I kind of feel bad for Blueface right now because I feel like she's not like a bully or I don't know, man. Something about Krishan, man. Like she I don't know. Like I, I'm not I, I can't really I couldn't deal with her. Put it to you that way. I, I mean, she's she's definitely a, a I guess a tougher type of female. I I don't know how you how you want to you know how you want to phrase it, but I I can't I can't do it, man. You know what I'm saying? I cannot do it, man. And I was thinking about like the fact that you know what I mean. I couldn't really be with Kershawn, and and then they got you know the the, the reality TV show on Zeus Network, which I am going to subscribe to and start watching these episodes because I keep seeing these snippets. And I'm hooked. I'm ready. To, I'm ready to watch. I'm ready to watch Christian on the Blue Face. I'm ready to watch the episodes, and it got me to thinking, man, about like relationships that we've seen in movies. And I and I and I was I was just out here just randomly, you know, and I was thinking about like love interests in black movies, man. And I and I came up with a list of the top. Five worst love interests in black movies, males and females. And yeah, man, and, and you know what I mean? That's that's where we at with it right now, man. The top five worst love interests. I don't want to say married, girlfriend. I mean just love interest in black movies, okay? And this is not including sitcoms. This is strictly black movies. Alright, so we're going to start with the top five worst male love interests in black movies. And at number five, we got Chicago coming in from Poetic Justice. All right. If you've seen Poetic Justice, which most people have seen Poetic Justice, Chicago was terrible, bro. Come on. He was terrible, man. He gave us a bad name. He gave us men a bad name, man. All right. First of all, According to Aisha, who was you know Regina King, in uh, in the movie, Chicago didn't have no money, he didn't treat her that good, and their sex the sex wasn't good, man. The sex was whack. I mean, as you as you see the scene in the back of the you know the back of the mail truck, yeah, man, Chicago he didn't he didn't give us a good he didn't give us a good rap, and then the the, the you know to, to top it all off, he was beating the girl. All right, he was beating the girl, man. And that's just come on, man. Come on, Chicago. You got to do better than that, bro. You got to do better than that. You you gave us a bad rap. And as a man, of course, we've all we've all had mishaps. 
you know, in regards to being in the bedroom. And, you know, I mean, we, we've all had mishaps, right? We're, we're, you know, we haven't performed to our, to our best of our abilities, okay? But if you do that more than once, more than, you know what I mean? If you do that multiple times, yeah, the woman's not going to be that happy, man, okay? And, and so it's not only are you doing that and you don't have no money, and you ain't bad or nothing. You treating her bad, yeah. But Chicago, you're you're giving us a bad rap, man. You're giving us a bad rap, man. You are definitely you are definitely in my top five list of worst love interests in black movies, man. Chicago, poetic justice, man. Number five, man. Just 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 terrible, bro. Just terrible. At number four, coming in, we have Darnell Martin Lawrence from Thin Line Between Love and Hate. And I know y'all seen this one coming. If you ain't seen this one coming, I don't. I mean, I, I can't. I don't know what to tell you. Then Line Between Love and Hate is a classic movie. And Darnell was a terrible man in the movie, man. Terrible man in the movie. All right. And listen, ain't nothing wrong with being a player and doing your thing, and and you know shaking and moving. You own a nightclub, so of course you're gonna be around multiple women. You're gonna be doing your thing. I get it. Okay, I get it. But the fact that that and you know and even in the movie they they talk about it about the bet like I bet you you know T said I bet you you're gonna tell her you love her to get you know to, to you know to kind of get the cookie and get what you want to do and what does he do he tells her he loves her to get the cookie come on Darnell you're giving us a bad rap man you making this men look bad bro you know what I mean you making this look bad giving us a bad rap. And listen, I know I'm getting on the men early right now. But I'm going to get to the women later. I'm going to get to the women later. But you're giving us a bad rap, Darnell. Not to mention, I didn't like what you did to Mia. Okay? You did Mia wrong. You had her in limbo. Had her confused about what she was supposed to do. You know what I mean? Eventually, you made the right decision. But you got shot in the process. You got shot in the process, bro. So, you, I mean, listen, man. You... <laughs> You were definitely a terrible. You were definitely a terrible love interest in the movie. You were you were terrible, bro. You were terrible, man. You know what I'm saying? And 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 I rocked with you in the movie, but when I think about it and look back at it, ah, oh, bro, you were terrible, bro. You were definitely terrible, man. So you definitely coming in on my list, man. Hundred percent fact, you on my list. And Mia was a good woman. Okay, Mia was a good woman. I understand. She kind of fits her lifestyle a little bit more. Brandy was definitely a, a lot more, uh, a lot more stylish, um, and she was taking care of you. You know what I mean? Of course, any, every man wants a sugar mommy or a sugar mama, whatever you want to say, a woman that takes care of you. Every man wants that. Who doesn't want that? But come on, man. I mean, you saw where it got you. You telling a woman you love her just to kind of get, you know. Get the cookie and try to get where you're trying to get to. It didn't work out too well, man. And now, you know what I mean? You gave us men a bad rap. Now you get women probably thinking that we saying that for no reason just to kind of get the, you know, get the cookie. Nah, bruh. You're definitely on the list, man. Okay? Number four. Coming in at number three. And y'all probably, you know, and this dude could have been number one. But I have somebody else at number one that I really didn't like more than this dude. But coming in at number three. Mike, from why why did I get married? He was horrible. He treated Jill Scott, aka Sheila, in the movie 
worse than I've seen a man, any man treat a woman, okay? He talked about her weight. He was cheating on her right in front of her face. And then had Sheila thinking that the girl was her friend. I mean, oh my goodness. Listen, if you don't like Mike, I don't know. I mean, come on, man. No, no man likes Mike. He made us look horrible. Okay? He made us look horrible. Mike was, I mean, <laughs> Mike was terrible, man. I mean, I don't know how else to put it. Mike was terrible. I like the fact that, like, Sheila ended up sticking up for herself in the long run, but Mike tra Mike did everything he can to tear her confidence down, all the way down. And, you know, <laughs> we supposed to be building our women up. When you're with somebody, you're supposed to be building them up. And he tore Sheila's confidence all the way down. And that was, I mean, it was bad. It was bad to watch. But the reality is that, that's a, you know, that happens. That happens on, a, you know, that happens in relationships all the time. You know what I mean? You have men tearing women down. You have women tearing men down. It happens. But the display that Mike did, it was even worse, man. And then the fact that he brought the other girl that he was up there with um, to the cabin in front of Sheila and then made, and then didn't let Sheila, oh man, didn't let Sheila get on a plane because she couldn't fit. Oh, just, it, I mean, just terrible. Just terrible, man. I, you know, that, that, that's just his face alone just, just irritates me. Okay. Just his face alone irritates me, man. Um, and how are you going to do Jill Scott like that? Who doesn't love Jill Scott, man? Come on, Mike. Just wasn't good, man. It just wasn't good. We didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. Not one bit. So you coming in at number three on my list, okay? Dang, what is that? You coming in at number three on my list. Number two on my list. Who who and this person could have easily been number one too. Y'all gonna be y'all gonna y'all ain't gonna like who I got at number one, but I don't care. My number one is, is who I got number one. But this dude definitely he 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 makes a strong case for number one too. Charles from Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Charles, what you did to Helen in that movie is unacceptable. She held you down, you know. She she was trying to give you kids. She couldn't get pregnant. And what did you do? You cheated on her with somebody else. And then had kids with, with the other person, with the other girl. I don't even remember what her name was. And then you had the nerve to get kick Helen out the house that she was there with. Kicked her all the way out, man. And it was just bad, man. I felt bad. If anybody that didn't, if you didn't feel bad for Helen in that movie, I don't know what to tell you. I really don't know what to tell you, man. Shamar Moore, I mean, yeah, bro, stand-up brother, man, in that movie. Okay? Stand-up brother in that movie. 
just for the simple fact that he came through and, and he, you know, he kind of, he kind of, re- and once again, tearing the woman's confidence down, some more and more came in, built her right back up, you know what I mean, got her right back on her feet, had her feeling herself, and then come to find out, Charles, after he got shot, he needed Helen, Helen came back there, and she tortured the mess out of him, yes, she did, she tortured the mess out of him, and, and even in the movie, Medea says, if if you haven't forgiven them, if you're still beating them up. And she asked him, what you doing? You beating them up? She said, yeah. And, and she didn't even answer. Yeah, you beating them up. And she was, tear- she was tearing Charles up, man, in that movie, getting her revenge back until she was fully healed, man. Until her healing process came full circle, she was beating Charles down. And, of course, you know, we all loved it. We all liked to see it. It was not, you know, there was nothing wrong What you know, what was going on. We love to see it, especially because of what Charles did to her, man. He threw her outside, threw all her stuff out. And just, I mean, just bad, man. Just bad. It was flaunting, it was flaunting the other girl all up, all up in her, all up in her face. No, nah, man, we didn't like it, man. Unacceptable. Charles definitely could have been number one for real, for real. Like, I got to keep it real. And, and Diary of a Mad Black Woman, one of my favorite movies. But Charles definitely could have been number one, easily. But who I got coming in that number one, y'all not going like, y'all probably ain't even going to think about it. Y'all probably don't, y'all going to be like, man, why you got this dude number one? But I could not stand this dude, man. And coming in at number one on my top five worst male love interest in black movies is Drew. From love don't cost a thing. Man, I could not stand this dude, man. I could not stand this dude. Of course, now, of course, Paris, Paris in Love Don't Cost a Thing, Christina Million was my wife at the time. I mean, she's she was she's still to me, Christina Million is still one of the, you know, one of the most beautiful women in the world. She's definitely top five to seven, I think. Uh, most beautiful woman in the world. Maybe top, I, yeah, I still, I, I put a top five or six for real, for real, to me. Now, this is just my opinion. Christina Million is to me. And, and as far as like love movies, she does those better than anybody else. Falling in love. She had the other movie with the, um, on the, when they did the vacation joint, she had fallen in love when they was in the Australia. I mean, she does, she does the love movies better than anybody else. Um, but in love don't cost a thing. Drew, oh, I hate the dude, man. I hated the way he treated Paris in that movie. And I just couldn't stand looking at his face, man. His arrogance in the movie, he was just terrible, man. Like, dissing her in the in the interview, I didn't like that. Which made Paris, you know, she had to, you know what I mean? It just it just it just didn't make her feel good. I didn't like seeing that. And then coming back, you know, for the senior skip day and trying to get with and then trying to get with uh trying to get with her and make her leave, Alvin. Just I mean, just the whole I could not stand that dude, man. And it was the fake pretty boy image, you know what I mean? He had got some money and he, he just wanted to try to dog Paris out. No, man, no, bro. I didn't like it. You gave us a bad rap. Um you know what I mean, and and then and then you kind of 
personified what light-skinned dudes do. We had, come on, man. We know, man. I know light-skinned brothers all over the place don't like you for what you was doing in that movie. I know they don't. You gave light-skinned dudes a bad name, man. Okay? I know Drake don't like you right now, bro. Like, nobody liked you in that movie. I don't care who you was. Drew, you were terrible, man. Okay? You definitely are number one on my list for top five worst love interests in black movies, man. Okay? Couldn't stand that dude, man. Honorable mention goes to Ike Turner. Obviously, you know, for the reasons, we don't even need to explain the reasons why he gets honorable mention. He ain't on my top five list because he was obvious. But, you know, he, he definitely gets honorable mention. Honorable mention also goes to Marcus um, from, why, why you know, Why Did I Get Married for the way he was doing Angela in, in, in the movie. He definitely gets honorable mention. Yeah, man, but that's my top five list, man. Chicago from Poetic Justice, Darnell, Thin Line Between Love and Hate, Mike, Why Did I Get Married, Charles, Diary of a Mad Black Woman, and, and the worst of them worst, worst of them all, Drew from Love Don't Cost a Thing. Couldn't stand the dude, man. Couldn't stand him. Now, let me... Now, this is... Now, look, listen. Now, we're going to get over to... Oh, well, I only got 15 minutes left. 14 minutes left. We're going to get to the women. And then I got to get into my NFL picks. So I'm going to speed the women up right now. I'm going to speed them up. All right. Top five worst love interests women in black movies. Okay. Listen, we got we to gotta get right into this, okay? And the first, number five, coming in on number five is Martine from Blue Hill Avenue. Martine from Blue Hill Avenue, she was cool the whole movie, for real, for real, until she called Tristan back, okay? If you don't know who Tristan is, it was, uh, he was the gangster in the movie, okay? Alan Payne. And you know what I mean? She called Tristan back to the house. Mind you, he got a lot going on out in the streets. He's trying to make new deals. He got his crew members getting shot. You know what I mean? He got the cops on him. He's trying to get with the Mexican. Like He had a whole lot of stuff going on. She has the audacity to call him back to the house and then tell him that she's pregnant and then be lying about it? Come on, man. No, no. You're giving women a bad name. You're giving women a bad name. Martine? You're giving women a bad name. You can't do that, man. Okay? Men got enough going on. They stressing out, especially men that's in the streets. And then you coming back playing games with them like that? No, man. You definitely you definitely horrible. You definitely horrible. You're giving women a bad name. You're number five on my list, man. Number five on my list. All right? Coming in at number four, man. We going we, we gotta run through this list quick. I'm sorry. I, I you know we gotta run through this list quick. Cause I really don't want to extend this episode um any further than I got to. Coming in at number four, Amber from Mo Money. I know. Yeah, we taking it back. Amber from Mo Money. Stacy Dash. Was bad in the mug. Back then Stacy Dash was she was still black. You know what I mean? Everybody loved Stacy Dash. She was a super bad. And Johnny, Damon Wayans, was trying to get with Stacey Dash, man. Even got a job there to get with Stacey Dash. And was all good. You know what I mean? It was all good. Until he realized he wasn't making enough money for Stacey Dash. This is, I think this is where gold digging started. This is where gold digging and tricking started, man. 
You know what I mean? More money. That's when he realized he did not have enough money for that girl. Okay? And that's when he started doing the, the credit cards, the credit card scams and got himself all caught up, man. All because he was trying to impress Amber and get her nice things because what he was making at his job wasn't going wasn't getting the job, wasn't getting it done. And that and that is where tricking started, man. No, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't gonna say that. That ain't really where tricking started. But still though, you know what I mean? She was terrible, man. Okay? Anytime you make it a man do more than what he needs to do to try to get with you. It, I don't agree with it. Huh? I don't agree with it. I'm sorry. I don't agree with it. I do not agree with it. Okay? So she coming in at number four. Man. All right? Number three. Oh, man. Number three. Y'all knew this one was coming. Jacqueline from Boomerang. Come on, man. Need I say more? Need I say more? Jacqueline from Boomerang? What she did to Marcus, I mean, listen, man. I mean, listen, listen. As a woman, she did what what men do to women all the time. But still, though, in a movie, we didn't want to see that. Not to Marcus, who was the player. You know what I mean? We was we was trying to do, you know, mimic what Marcus was doing. We was trying to do what he was doing. And, and she was just, oh, my good. Listen, man, Jacqueline. How could you be so heartless? How could you be so heartless, Jacqueline? Okay, Robin Givens. Oh man, you was tough, man. You were you were hard to deal with. Very hard to deal with. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. And, and you know, you leaving the money on the table after you slept with him. Come on, man. That was female tricking. I didn't like it at all. And you gave women a bad name, man. Okay, you gave women a bad name. I didn't like it. I'm sure anybody, nobody else that watched the movie, everybody else feels the same way I feel. Jacqueline, you were terrible. Okay, you coming in at number three. Coming in at number two because I only got 10 minutes left and I got to get my NFL picks out the way. Coming in at number two, Uniqua from New Jack City. Come on, man. G Money. You could have had any girl in the world back in that day. You had all the money. You was you was doing it big. And you picked Uniqua, and she ended up being a homie hopper. She was a homie hopper. Okay? She tried to make you and Nino Brown Eskimo brothers. No, man, it's not okay. Uniqua was terrible. She gave women a bad name. She made y'all look bad because she wanted the. She was going for the money. She got with G Money because he had money, and then wanted to go to Nino because he had more money. She gave women a bad name, man, and nobody liked her. I couldn't believe the way she was acting. She got naked on New Year's Eve, well, almost naked, and G Money had the. You know what I mean? Had Nino about to just wild out in front of his woman. That's how open she was. And then had the nerve to just go behind G Money's back and then just get with Nino. To the point where Nino calling, she answering the phone. Oh man, it was terrible, man. Uniqua. Come on, man. Just just horrible. Just horrible. I mean, listen, I could do a deep dive on, on what you did, but I ain't going to. Because I still got I got somebody that's even worse than you. But I could have done a deep dive on, you know. On, on you, but I ain't gonna. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold off on it because I'm gonna get y'all reactions to this list. I'm gonna put this list out there, you know what I mean, on the You Got It Twitter page, 
And I'm gonna get y'all reaction to this list. And we going, we going, we going, you know, we going to discuss this. We're gonna talk about it. We're gonna talk about it. But Uniqua, New Jack City, did G Money dirty, man. Okay? You definitely number two on this list. But number one, oh man, number one. Number one goes to Stoney from Set It Off. <laughs> number one goes to Stoney from Set It Off, man. You have got to be kidding me, Stoney. Okay? Not only did you make Keith, you almost caused Keith this job, you almost got him killed. Uh, I mean, almost got him arrested by the feds. I mean, he was about to be an accomplice to what you had going on in regards to robbing banks. Come on, Stoney. Come on, Stoney. Like, and then, listen, man. You came to his house in that hideous outfit, and what did he do, man? Dress it up and make it real for me. He dressed you up and made it real for you, man. He made you look good, put you in that outfit. And what did you do? In turn, you, in turn, you did him dirty, man. You did him dirty. You almost got him shot while y'all robbed his bank. Almost made him look like an accomplice while y'all robbed his bank. Just just horrible, man. Just just bad, Stoney. Okay? Not, I mean, you just weren't a good woman, man. You just were not a good woman, man. That man was an innocent man, and you tried to corrupt him, and all he was trying to do was show you the world and love on you, man. Blair Underwood at that time, Come on, Blair Underwood was one of the top black male actors at that time, man. He was definitely, you know what I mean? The women loved him. And you did him dirty, Stoney. You did him dirty. Yeah, man. You gave women a bad name, man. You gave women a bad name, man. You know what I mean? You made you, you made it seem like, you know, men can't really trust women like that because they don't know their motives, man. You got with him. It looked like you were trying to get with him just so you could rob his bank. Not good, man. Not good, Stoney. You definitely number one on the list, man. Number one. I only got six minutes left, five minutes left. Number one on the list goes to Stoney. And, and that's my list. I'm going to put this list out there on the Twitter page, see how y'all react to it. Let's talk about it. Let's discuss it. See what we got going on. But... Now that we got this last couple of minutes, I want to kind of get to the final four of the NFL. Um, my original picks, and we'll touch, we're going to get into the NFL tomorrow too after these games are over. But my original pick for the Super Bowl was the Dallas Cowboys and the Buffalo Bills. I should have known that Buffalo was not going to get it done this year, but they're still a team of destiny, but the destiny is going to be in the year 23. It could have been 22-23 going to this year. It could be 23-24. But Buffalo Bills will win the Super Bowl next year. I thought it was going to be this year, but it's going to be next year. But that's here nor there. Dallas Cowboys, I don't know why I believed in y'all. I should have known better. Y'all stink. Um, never show up in the big games. And just, I mean, just overall, y'all. I mean, I don't even know what to say. I don't know why I picked y'all. I don't know why I picked y'all. I thought y'all had a complete team, but y'all didn't. And that is what it is. So now we got the final four. Um, we got the 49ers versus the Eagles tomorrow. We have Kansas City versus Cincinnati. And listen, I, listen, I said I didn't believe in Brock Purdy. And Brock Purdy has done nothing but prove me wrong. 
And I'm afraid to pick against Brock Purdy. But I'm going to because at some point, the, the clock is going to strike midnight and he's not going to get it done. But the team around him is so strong, he doesn't really have to do a lot. But I'm going to go out on a limb. Listen, man, Steelers lost. Eagles are still in it. I'm Pittsburgh first. PA always. I'm riding with the Eagles. And that's just what it is, man. PA always. Pittsburgh first. I'm riding with the Eagles, even though I hate Philly and I hate the Eagles. But but I got I to gotta ride with them, man. I, I mean, I like San Fran, though. I like the tech hub, man. You know what I mean? I like San Fran. You know what I mean? I, I have nothing against San Fran. I get a lot of love from San Fran. Um, that's the tech hub, and, and I like San Fran. But I gotta go with I gotta go with PA, man. I'm not gonna be surprised if San Fran wins, though. I, I won't be surprised. But I'm I'm going with PA, um, just for the simple fact that it's PA. No other reason other than that. Um, yeah, no other reason other than that. Another game, Kansas City versus uh, Cincy. Listen, man, they, they've been antagonizing Patrick Mahomes. They've been calling Arrowhead Stadium, Burrowhead. Burrow is 4-0 against Mahomes. But listen, man, when it comes to, when it comes to Patty, I'm taking Patty. I'm taking Patty all day, every day, 24-7, man. Okay, I'm take I'm rolling with Patty. I ain't and nothing else to be just nothing else to be said. I'm rolling with Patty, man. You can take that to the bank, man. So I got Kansas City Chiefs, Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl. Um caveat. It could very easily go to, it could very easily be Kansas City and the 49ers. But there's nowhere in the world do I see Cincinnati going back to the Super Bowl. Kansas City, Patty, Eagles, let's get it. We're going to record. We're going to get y'all back. Um, you got it. Episode 30, milestone episode. Take that Super Bowl pick to the book, to the bank, because the last one didn't cash, but take this one to the bank, man. We out of here. You got it. We got it. Episode 30, okay? Take that to the bank, man. Jill. I ain't mean to put that LMA in there, but oh yeah. I get at you. Top five list. Check that top five list out on my Twitter page, man. Shout out 50, man. BMF is blowing up right now. We're going to get into that recap too with BMF next episode. Episode 30, you got it. LeBron closing in on that Kareem record, too. Shout out LeBron. Getting close to that Super Bowl. Can't wait for that Rihanna performance neither in the Super Bowl. Gonna be crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah
Kansas City, we're going to see what y'all do tomorrow, man. A lot of pressure on y'all. We're going to see if Cincinnati, was it a fluke last year or are y'all the real deal, man? Yeah.